Welcome once again to lifeiswonderful.love podcast, where we talk about recovery, healing, life, just growth in general, so you can live your best life. Today, have the pleasure of talking with George Joseph. How are you doing, George? I'm doing very good, Hugo. Thank you. All right, like we say, easy, one love, three questions. So tell us, tell one thing that you love. You know, I just came from pickleball. That's my probably newest love. I uh, really, really have enjoyed the game. It's uh, it has a lot of fellowship to it. It's a, it's like ping pong on a small tennis court, and uh, you you I only play two on two. I've never really tried one on one, but two on two, and so you have camaraderie. It's only to eleven points, so the games go fairly quick. And I, I've just really have had huge enjoyment. So I came straight from there to get on this podcast today. So I guess that's my latest love. <laughs> seems like a hot sport. I mean, there's a lot of popularity, a lot of talking about it, a lot of people saying, I want to try that. Oh, it looks kind of cool. Uh, might be. Uh, I still haven't been intrigued enough to do it. I'm still going to the, just the, kind of the gym, but you know, I might, yeah. I might get out there and try a game and see see what the whole whole fun is about. Yeah, it's it's on fire. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's probably one of the most popular sports right now that's going on and, and, uh, they're trying to figure out how to convert tennis courts to pickleball courts. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, all, it's, it's funny because it's kind of like almost all ages that could play. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So we're going to start with the three questions. And just so the audience knows, George knows almost every different angle of the, almost the, the recovery spectrum. From dealing with the 12 steps, you know, working in 12-step treatment centers, owning them, doing all kinds of stuff. So I want to ask question number one. You've worked in different positions in the treatment industry from tech to owner. Tell us about the current situation in the treatment industry. Any insights or how is everything evolving, especially coming out of COVID or still dealing with COVID? You know, I think the latest pivot in, since COVID is that a lot of the outpatient programs have gone to Zoom. And there's obviously pros and cons to that one. You don't have to drive to an office, uh, but you and you still get a pseudo feeling of a group. But uh, it's not the, the benefit of in-person uh, group, but it, it did allow us to pivot for all our outpatient centers when, when, you know, everybody was shut down. So we didn't have to stop the, the recovery process. And it's actually happened too for 12 step meetings that a lot of them have gone to zoom and, and it's, it's working. People are actually, you know, if you move from Houston and you have a favorite meeting, you could actually, you know, go to that meeting on zoom. And, um, I had a meeting today. I was at noon and we had people from California and from California, from the Hill country, different other parts of Mississippi that were in on our meeting that had been to our meeting before. So it's, I think that is kind of changed things obviously in the industry itself, you're concerned about COVID because you know, when it's inpatient or detox, there's such uh, closeness of people. So we're always concerned about that obviously, but uh, knock on wood, we have not had uh, issues in that area that it has not been able to be overcome. 
Yeah, it's interesting, uh, you know, because, you know, the key thing that they always, you know, you start off, you know, in the 12 steps is the whole thing about fellowship, you know, get to a meeting, you know, and do all that. And I try to encourage people. I mean, that's still, a, you know, to me, such an integral part of recovery. But I think just now utilizing all forms, Zoom, meetings, you know, what, whatever's available, traveling like you said you know just use anything that's at our fingertips so we can just get the message yes very much so in the treatment industry the insurance companies have uh kind of pushed back on out of network benefits which is not always a bad thing because i think there was some uh, problems with uh facilities or operators abusing the out-of-network benefits, charging for drug testing and those kind of things. I've always been an in-network facility. I always believe in-network. You have your least amount of copay. You agree to a price with the insurance companies ahead of time. So it's a little bit easier to manage. But uh, the abuse that went on in out-of-network, now the insurance companies are, are starting to cut, cut out out-of-network benefits for drug and alcohol treatment or at one company, they they actually have to talk to the patient, and they, they when they talk to the patient, they encourage them to uh, go in network uh, and try to bypass the out of network uh, providers. That's another oh. uh, latest trend in our industry. Well, oh, thank you. Uh, always, we all need to know about what's uh, the current trends or what's currently or you know, what people are thinking about, especially with insurance treatment, you know. Yeah. All right, let's go on to question number two. You have had both feelings, feeling hopeless and feeling hopeful. Tell us about hope from the alcoholic mind and as well as from the recovery mind. You know, I think that when you're intoxicated or in that lifestyle, there's not a lot of wins. You may have some successes, and obviously high-functioning alcoholics can can perform at a certain level, but the the genuineness of it, the, the, um, uh, what's the authenticness of your happiness is usually not very uh, long-lasting. It's fleeting, you know, like you, you chase a high, you chase a, a business deal or those kind of things, whereas I think in the recovery aspect of it, you still can have problems, but if you're working in the direction of your recovery and doing it strong in a strong effort, you have a longer lasting hope and it's more authentic. It's more sincere. It's, you don't have to chase the highs. You don't have to chase the, the big deals. You're, you're more satisfied. You're, you have a tend to have a little bit more humility. So you're not, you don't have to have the latest, greatest thing or, you know, keep up with what the neighbor has. You you're you become more self satisfied, I think, when the, in the world and typically in your own spiritual life. And so, I think that's probably the biggest things from hope to hopeless. Right to me, also said is you know you're more in the moment. That's a good yeah, absolutely. Because I know about- when I was an addict, I mean, I was my mind was always racing. I, you know, I'm doing something. I was thinking of something. If I was if I'm working, I'm thinking about gambling or drinking. If I'm gambling or drinking, I'm thinking about sex. If I'm thinking of, if I'm having sex, I'm thinking about um, you know money or work or what I have to do. I never could stay in the moment. It's just like crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, it's it's 
they, you know, we talk about one day at a time to stay sober, but the, uh, you know, one moment at a time is really what, what we, it's all about and, and taking it as it comes and not projecting or, you know, it's kind of crude, but they say, if you're, you know, you're looking at the future or you're looking at the past, you're pissing all over the present. And so, uh, <laughs> that's kind of one of those sayings that I like to just <laughs> no, circle back one. to. Yeah. Circle back to. <laughs> you don't seem to relax enough just to laugh. I mean, I say, yeah. man, man, if you're not laughing in recovery, uh, <laughs> and it's going to be a lot harder. You yeah. got to laugh at this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. You got to laugh at yourself and laugh at life. Right. Can't, don't take it too serious. Wear it like a loose garment. <laughs> right. All right. Let's go to question three. Tell us how you overcame a struggle or it may have been a, a string of struggles in your life and, you know, what you tell your kids about difficulties in life. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, obviously the biggest struggle was overcoming addiction and, and, you know, um, I was arrested as a 19, 18 year old and went to treatment at 19 to basically get out of my, uh, consequences. And, you know, it was the, it, it was probably the biggest downfall or obstacle or hardship I ever had in my life, but it ended up being the greatest gift because, my lawyer at the time, thankfully, said, you need to go to rehab to get out of your legal problems. But that rehab not only got me out of my legal problems, it's gave it's given me my life and the quality of life and the, the fellowship and the quality of the friendships and and the successes that I've had. You know, and I I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. So I've kind of used some of that entrepreneurial spirit to be in the drug and alcohol rehabilitation business. Uh, because I saw some people that were too uh, business oriented and some were too clinical oriented and the, the business oriented ones had terrible programs and the clinical ones had great programs, but they were bad at business and didn't always stay in business. So I've always tried to balance the two of having a good business, but also a uh, good quality treatment. And so that's my, it went from my curse to my blessing. And as far as the kids go, I had a 14 year old boy that probably he's had struggles and he's probably had more struggles. And so, you know, it was a little bit of a risk for me to talk to him about, you know, going to jail and the things that I had to go through when we, we sent him to a wilderness program at a, in a boarding school. And it ended up being a nice thing because I think it, it helped bond us. Cause my kids have never, I have a 17 year old and a 14 year old. They've never seen me intoxicated and they've only seen me in my sobriety. So I hope that continues and, and I hope that, you know, my words of what it could be like doesn't encourage them to be in the negative, but to, to realize that they can learn from other people's downfalls. Yeah, I'm a big believer in just sharing the whole story. You know, I mean, that was always like in, within my family, they would always talk about the good points of being an immigrant yep. and didn't say some of the negative stuff that was happening in South America is going, well, you know, then I wouldn't have felt like I was always the, not really the black sheep of doing something. I think, you know, kids, you know, there's, I think there's for anybody, whether it's adults or kids, there's always room for everyone can forgive. Yeah. And, or, you know, realize we all either have those thoughts or we've done those things and we don't feel like, 
well, I can't be the only one. That was kind of sometimes what I was thinking. I can't yeah, be the only, only one, one that's crazy or this stupid. <laughs> There's got to be other. It's gotta be, if we have the same DNA, I, I, I guarantee somebody in this family has done something too. Uh, quit making me. Quit making me about me. Yeah. But Absolutely. I appreciate it. So, George, you're coming here at the end. So now, you know, we've answered the three questions and the one love. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to just share, you know, either just about positive recovery centers or anything else you're doing, you know, just uh, something you either want to promote or shout out or just let people know what, what you're no, currently I mean, I, delving into? No, I just I love positive recovery center. It's my uh, rehab center. I sold the first one called The Right Step, and a lot of my top employees are now with me at Positive Recovery. We just won Best Place to Work uh, in the Houston Business Journal co- um, competition or whatever you want to call it, and so I'm proud of that. And then I also own a restaurant chain of restaurants called Common Bond, and, and it's been nice because some of our graduates from Positive Recovery have now gone on to work at Common Bond, which is uh, almost full circle. So it's been a nice feeling to, you know, help people get sober and help them get employment. So I'm very proud of, you know, what's what's going on and all the people that I work with. Yeah, and anybody who has, I think most people in Houston have been to Common Bond at least once. I always try to recommend, I mean, whether you go into the bakery or you get one of the cakes, uh, you'll <laughs> always have a smile on your face. You know? there's, <laughs> there's nothing like eating well, yeah. having some well-baked or well-cooked uh, item. And the other thing is, is I've been on the Positive Recovery Podcast. So if you want to change your pace, you want to listen to other things about recovery, uh, just find, go to what Apple, Spotify, just look up Positive Recovery MD. Uh, listen, the, they have a lot of excellent guests. I mean, you guys have been running your podcast for what, about almost two years now yeah it's been going on quite a while it's been yeah, very it's the, a lot of fun right so there's been a lot i mean you guys i've been on there i was on there a, a year ago it was last yeah. december so yeah. it's been like a there's always like we're, we're connecting every december in one fashion or another <laughs> nice yeah it's been a year already wow <laughs> so but yeah so i encourage people to there's a lot of good podcasts out there that talk about recovery healing you know just about just improving your life so with that, George, I will say I appreciate you coming on. Until the next time we get together. Thank you, sir. It was a lot of fun. <laughs>